0: Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of NASCAR Radio. This is episode number 36. I'm your pal Val, Jason has the day off. This is NASCAR Radio, the merging of NASCAR and NASCAR trading cards. I have a quick show for you today. We're going to talk about the race winners and results and their trading cards. They were in Las Vegas. We're also going to talk about some of the eBay auctions that have closed uh, with some eye-popping numbers, and also, if you're kind of getting priced out, some other avenues for you to look at. So, But let's jump right in. The trucks were racing in Las Vegas last week. The winner was John Hunter Nemechek beating out his boss, uh, Kyle Bush for the win. If you remember John Hunter Nemechek, he was racing in the Cup Series last year and went down to the Truck Series running for Kyle Busch Motorsports. That's probably a step up. Kyle Busch Motorsports, his truck series, he produces some really good trucks. They seem to win quite a bit, so John Hunter looked right at home there. Our highest finishing rookie was Chandler Smith. He finished in the 19th position. He's running for Rookie of the Year with Haley Deegan, Chris Wright, Chase Purdy, and Carson Hockbarre. So Chandler Smith, his rookie cards are in the 2021 Dunruss. He only actually has a signature series. So right now, the only thing you can get is the signature series autograph, which is, you know, has a different variation as well, the red, gold, black, and the base. Panini is, um, you know, over the years, they usually include rookies like that as only autographs. So, I wouldn't be surprised to see him maybe in something like Chronicles that will come out later sometime in the year. I have not heard of a time yet and as soon as I do, I will let you all know. But our winner, John I you know I keep on talking about that 2016 certified uh, and here's another example. His rookie cards are in the 2016 certified uh, base, the card number 47 as well as potential um uh, variations or parallels I should say of the base card black blue gold green, orange purple red, silver. Uh, he's also in the prism 2016 prism he's in the signature series like you know we were talking about with Chandler Smith back in 2016 uh, he is in uh, prism but only with signatures and fire suit fabrics. He does have a base card in 2016, Torque, card number 65, and then they have parallels of that, of that as well as artist proof, the blackout, blue, gold, uh, Hall gold, Hall silver, red. There are memorabilia with combo material signatures, printing plates, and Torque test proof, black cayenne, magenta, and yellow. Those are also, I guess, one of ones with those different colors. So, so John Hunter Newsham. 2016 is rookie year. So I would not be surprised to see him in victory lane a few more times before the playoffs. And then switching over to the Xfinity Series in Las Vegas, A.J. Amendinger took the lead and held off uh, the field on the final restart with 12 laps remaining to get his fourth Xfinity Series win in the last 16 races. So A.J.'s been in some of the different series uh, you know, he, whenever they do a road course, you know, he's always a favorite to win on the road course. So his rookies are actually in 2007, a press pass in premium, in stealth, VIP tracks, wheels, American Thunder, and also with press pass signings. So he, with premium, uh, there's a like a red version as a parallel, stealth as a chrome. Exclusive and, and Platinum. There's also eBay previews, uh, maximum access, stealth retail, VIP also with the different parallels, eBay previews, rookie stripes, 2007 tracks, eBay preview gold, hollow foil red, and then the American wheels thunder, like I said, the autographed hat, cool thread, single hat. So that is our winner, a jammer digger and the highest. Finishing rookie was Josh Berry, who we've talked about before. He finished in the seventh position. And if you remember, his rookie cards are in the 2013 Press Pass Total Memorabilia, card number 44. And then there's also the Total Memorabilia Rising Stars autographs. And our Rookies of the Year candidates for Expedia Series for 2021 is Ryan Vargas, Sam Meyer, Josh Berry, Jordan Anderson, and Ty Gibbs. And then over to the Cup Series. Race number four and and another first-time winner in 2021 with Kyle Larson. Our highest finishing rookie was Chase Briscoe at position 21. The 2021 Cup Series is shaping up to be very, very interesting with our first-time winners with Michael Dow, Christopher Bell, and then William Byron winning for the first time this year, and now with Kyle Larson. And I seem to remember from last year that, you know, the first few races are, you know, getting into the first few months, we had multiple winners with Denny Hamlin, Martin Truex Jr., Kevin Harvick, to name a few. So I was really surprised Not neither one of them have won this year, but Kyle Larson gets the win. This is Kyle Larson's first win with Hendrick Motorsports, I wouldn't be surprised to see him win a few more this year. In the first four races, he's finished 10th, 30th, 4th, and now 1st. So it seems like the team is gelling and they're getting better. So we will see in Phoenix how they finish. But it looks like Kyle Larson is, is adapting to the new team very well. And if you remember from, I think, last year, we had talked about Kyle Larson. His rookie cards are in 2013. They are in the Press Pass Fanfare and Press Pass Total Memorabilia. I believe it was the Total Memorabilia that came out first in 2013, but I think that's a 50-card set. So at the end, they have the rookie. So Kyle Larson is in their card number 54, and I want to say Chris Busher is also in that set. And there's different parallels, black and white, gold, and red. And then there's the Rising Stars autographs. Uh, it's a thicker card, and... Uh, It's like there's a shadow box out of it, and the the auto is inside of there. Uh, It's like a two card stacked together with that uh, die-cut area cut out where the autograph is at. And then with the Fanfare, that's card number 68, and there's a few different parallels with that. The diamond die-cuts, green die-cuts, hollow foil die-cut, red foil, sapphire, and silver. And there's also autographs. I want to say some of them are die cut as well, but there's a blue, gold, green, red, and silver. And then there's magnificent materials with, and then there's magnificent materials, a gold and silver. Again, these are all affordable. They have not skyrocketed in value compared to maybe some of the other cards. I think everybody is prospecting on, say, like Ty Gibbs, you know, comes to mind. While you can get an autograph of someone like Kyle Larson for about the same money, or maybe even less. So, and then our highest finishing rookie, like I said, was Chase Briscoe at spot 21. And if you remember from uh, conversations, which we're going to be talking about Anthony Alfredo and Chase Briscoe quite a bit, since they're the only two rookies going for Rookie of the Year in the Cup Series. And Chase Briscoe has cards in the Panini Certified. 2018 with the different parallels and then also with jumbo associate sponsors in panini prime No base cards brace used quad fire suits and sheet metal but he does have signatures in panini prism 2018 panini prism scripted signatures with the different parallels of that and victory lane signatures but the only base cards in twenty eighteen are the Panini certified. And our playoff standing so far after Las Vegas is Kyle Larson in first place with one win. Um, and he's over these other folks Joe and by points. Second, Christopher Bell, third, Michael McDowell, William Byron is fourth, fifth, Penny Hamlin, Brad Keselowski sixth, Chase Elliott seventh, Joe Logano eighth, Kevin Hart ninth, and tenth is Arn Truex Jr. So I know it's still very early in the season, but Kyle Larson, Chris Primmel, Michael McDowell, Liam Byron have secured their spots in the playoffs for the most part. So it's been a really, like I said, interesting season. We've got all these winners here. We have the 2021 Donruss out. Uh, It seems to be doing very well. Some of the big three, or I should say the big three, are, are creeping up their prices for hobby boxes. When I checked the other day, they were approaching about $90 a box now. So, And I know we have been seeing prices rise across all the other sports in trading cards. It's really uh, insane the amount of money being spent compared to years past. And what I guess things are costing now as well. So uh, I did notice two, or I think we've talked about it before, but the 1972 STP Richard Petty, there was a mammoth sale earlier on in the week uh, that I think we kind of need to talk about. It was a PSA 9, 1972 Richard Petty, like I said, and basically it, sold, it was a buy it now, and it sold for $15,000. This is the largest sale that I know of, of a NASCAR trading card, base card, and graded by PSA. Uh, there might been have been some others. Maybe they were autographed or something like that, but I think earlier on, maybe it was last week, there was a sale for an ungraded 72 2 STP Petty for about $6,000, but uh, there's no way it would grade near that nine. So, And that nine is the highest-graded Richard Petty on the PSA's POP report. PSA, I think, is probably the leader in grading of 1972 STPs. I know myself and a few other collectors that collect a 1972 set prefer PSA or, or the majority of their cars are graded by PSA. And just looking at the POP, the total population report, that is, if you're unfamiliar, PSA keeps track of all of the 1972 STPs as well as the other, other brands and players and has a searchable database that you can pull up the uh, specifics for particular cards and particular sets. So, so on their website, if you go there uh, to PSACard.com and go to the pop report, you can search, you can put in 1972 STP and click on the set name and we'll populate uh so at the time of this recording there are 86 1972s have been graded so if you remember there's a bobby allison buddy baker richard brooks charlie galllock james hilton emma langley fred lorenzen fred lorenzen with Carr, dave marcus benny parsons and richard petty and richard petty has been graded the most of any of them by 17 uh, cards have been graded. The next one, um, not surprising, is actually Buddy Baker. I think uh, there was a large find of Buddy Baker cards, so that's 14. The lowest pop is going to be the Fred Lorenzen with car. I believe there's one or two. Yeah, there's two, but graded one with a, I don't know if that's a seven and a half, maybe, and a seven, but... Of the seventeen of the Richard Petty's, there's one nine. The next grade uh, or below it is a seven. There are two sevens, four sixes, four fives, three fours, one three, and two twos. So that PSA nine was head and shoulders above the nearest competition of the PSA seven. So. Again, this was not. This, these cards were not available through packs or boxes or whatever. They were handouts in the 1971-1972 season by STP Annie Granatelli. Remember, there were, there were no supplies. You know, penny sleeves, card savers, or top loaders, uh, screw downs and all that stuff really didn't show up. I think until the early 80s, uh, and then was uh, more prevalent in the later 80s. So. You know, again, there's only of all the 86, 1972 STPs through all the drivers, there's only two tens. Both of those are Emo Langley. In nine, there's only four nines total: Charlie Glausbach, Emo Langley, Fred Lorenzen, and Richard Petty. So, as you can see, high grade examples are quite rare. So, so earlier on the week, there was a uh, buy it now for just. About fifteen thousand dollars, and I believe it sold within the day or or two days of being listed. And I guess if you want to be a stickler, it was fourteen thousand nine hundred and uh, ninety nine dollars and zero cents with free shipping. So, but all these sport markets are are seeing record numbers for the cards, and now that's great if you're sitting on a bunch of Richard Petty's or maybe some of these other ones, but it makes it difficult to try to acquire some of these now. And there's other options, you know, if, depending on what you like to collect. But I think some of the drivers haven't seen, that, they haven't seen their cars appreciate yet, and it will happen in due time, the Dale Earnhardt Seniors. But trying to find those maybe in the rough, probably not on eBay, it seems that the folks who have some of those – high dollar cards have uh, put crazy numbers on their their auctions or buy it now. So uh, you might have to find through Facebook Marketplace or, or some of these other places. But to know what you're kind of looking for and if you stumble across it and you get a good deal, you know, it's always it's always pretty cool to, to do that. So and one of the other things I wanted to say is that, you know, Jeff Gordon and Jimmy Johnson, his the nineteen ninety one tracks whacked You can find it for, I think, a reasonable amount, uh, you know, under $30, $40 a box. And I think when I opened one of those boxes, I pulled four of those Jeff Gordon base cards. They're all black. Some people, they love the all-black borders and stuff like that. So uh, getting a high grade in that is a little bit more difficult than, say, a white border card. So one other auction that I saw is, I guess it's a heartache auction, somebody was selling that so in nineteen ninety seven in the Max set nineteen ninety seven year review there were factory sets and packs and it says look for a hand numbered nineteen eighty eight Dale Hart autograph card inside. Max and Upper Deck or I guess Upper Deck had acquired Max or the assets of Max and they produced a hundred of the eighty eight Max cards autographed and numbered and the backs have uh numbered out of a hundred on them and Dalen Hart Senior signed them. But it was a redemption. And so I saw on eBay uh the redemption, uh unclaimed redemption for the nineteen eighty eight Dalen Hart card autograph. So his redemption card entitles you to a rare Max Racing Cards 1988 Dale Earnhardt card from his own private collection. Only 97 of these cards have been autographed by Dale himself and released to receive your card. Return this certificate via registered mail to the address all redemptions must be received on or before November 30th, 1996. Thank you for purchasing Max Race Cards, and again, congratulations. And it's signed by uh, the president of Max Racing Cards at the time. Uh, and then it's also got a uh, looks like a seal uh, in the that redemption card. So it's kind of interesting though that it says by 90, 1996, but it's the in the 1997 year in review set that says that. So. I'll have to try to see if I can find any more information about that. kind of throws up some flags there. But but if you look at even uh, a blaster box or was this a retail box, it says look for 1988 Max with down on Hart- autograph cards inside. But anyway, that was kind of a heartache to have that redemption. I think that redemption actually, unused redemption sold for $200. That's right up there with, you know, opening a 2,000 football product and get a redemption for Tom Brady that uh, cannot be redeemed, so that is definitely a heartache. But just so everybody knows, we're seeing price increases across the board from 1988 Max, Wax, and, and Sets. But 1988 Max, Richard Petty has started to gain some traction. He's been selling for quite a bit. seemed like for a time there, you really... Nobody either wanted it or it was selling for cheap, but now it seems to be in the 20 to $30 range for his base card. We're going to talk about the 1988 Max in an upcoming episode, but the 1988 Max number 43 originally was Daytona International Speedway. They had produced the first run of cards. Richard Petty replaced the Daytona International Speedway card in the I guess you want to say second printing or when they uh, changed the cards around and started producing cards. So technically, I don't want to say it's short printed, but, you know, someone like Mark Martin, who was in the first printing and the second printing, that card didn't change and he was produced through the whole run. So say they did, you know, 10 on the first run, you know, they'll say just throwing out number 10,000 in the first run, and then they changed and did you know twenty or fifty thousand in the second run? If it was fifty, then Mark Martin, you know, it'd be sixty thousand. But on Richard Petty, there would only be the fifty. So it's not a short printed, but it is short printed compared to maybe some of the other cards. So uh, and of the course, is that iconic card—a close-up of him with his sunglasses, that smile, and his hat. So but I've seen prices rising for that. I've seen people looking for them at shows and they're going between, you know, 20 to $30 on eBay. I still don't think you can go wrong with those cards. Uh, Besides the 72 SCP, 83 Uno, and then the uh, photographic stuff that is Richard Petty's first really mass produced card. So uh, that's, of what I've been seeing. I saw the 1988 Max Wax. I think it sold for around $365 for the Charlotte printing. So we're starting to see some of the wax and sets and the earlier stuff take off. We'll see if it's um, got legs or not. I know a lot of folks are busy with the 2021 Dunrus And like I said, that's been a fantastic product. A lot of fun to break. I busted some blasters, some fat packs, and some hobby boxes. The fat packs I'm not a big fan of. I, I like the optic cards, so you, I think you get one or two of the blues in there. The blasters I did like for that price point. And the fat pack I think it was like 6 or $7 for that fat pack. The blasters, you know, if you can get them for 20 Walmart and Target had them on their site earlier in the year. I was able to grab some. So you got the orange optic pulsars i think they call them those are really nice as well as regular dunrus optic i've seen people on facebook and stuff they're pulling the downtown and some of those other rare inserts out of the blaster so you know if you can open the hobby boxes i guess that's more your bang for your buck but if you can't um, find them or don't want to spend that much money all one time on a hobby box then the blasters i think is another good alternative fun rip. So I've enjoyed the blasters. And I think that's all we're going to talk about today. I wanted to get a show out uh, recapping last week's winners. And then we'll be back next week with our Phoenix winners and diving into one of the older vintage sets. So thanks for listening, everybody. Hope you enjoyed the show and were able to get some takeaways from it and Thanks for listening, as always. Talk to you next week.